Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. I am a proud Shunsui hater. I <laughs> hate his guts. Okay, he sucks. He really does. And he cheated in the Stark fight. It was bullshit. He was supposed to be a man of honor and not want to fight. Stark didn't want to fight. He backstabbed him. Fucking bitch, and I'll never forgive him. That being said, I really like Shunsui so far. That's your blower. Welcome to Bleach Boys. Thousand Your Blood War Core 2 is officially on the way or it's out. I guess it's is the out, correct way yeah. to put that. Yep. It was amazing. I, I was I was really happy. Absolutely good. I think they did a fantastic job for first episode to a season two. I have to say instantly spoiler the opening and the closing are instantly better than season one. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Absolutely. The, not just the visuals, but mm-hmm. the song itself. I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, I'm by visuals were insane. I think. Season one, they played it really safe with the opening. They were like trying to be like, hey, remember these guys? Let's introduce them. It was artsy. You know, they did a thing. And then season two was like classic. Yeah. Like it reminded me a lot of the New York uh, opening that they had previously in Bleach. I think it was the ending. Was it? Yeah, it's the ending because it had the visors in it. Yeah. That was was what this reminded me of. And I was like, damn, this is good, fun Bleach. And there was a fuck ton of Easter eggs inside Oh, my God. Right away. And I was surprised because all day I had to fucking work today while this was being released, which was a little bit like torture. Um, but all day people were posting screen caps from the yep. opening and the opening and, and like all this like, stuff. And I thought for sure they were going to show all those characters way longer, but some of the characters were on screen for a, a second. Split second yeah. It was like, damn, that is a fast opening. They were not fucking around. They're like, we have, let's say a solid 50 bleach characters that everybody likes ready go. And it just starts fucking going. Yeah, they just went through them so quick. Yeah. But the animation, even the opening was amazing. Really fucking good. Love the Udyu and the fucking Ichigo stuff. Yeah. 10 that, out of 10. Oh, the Kenpachi on the bridge. Yeah. Yes. So good. And then the Rukia part with the fire extinguisher where she sprays yes. it and she turns, start, she turns <laughs> she partially had, ice. So her hair was yeah, covered in ice. And I was like, hmm, yeah. Spoiler. Like, maybe. Perhaps. See, this is how you do a tasteful, like, opening there's plenty of references the stuff that's going to happen later but only if you know the foreshadowing is mm-hmm. there you just got to really dissect it and take yeah it, they're take not it slapping you in the face with a fucking acme hammer and like oh you see that you, you see, see that, that? udi is talking to fucking no, this is a little slight little nudges right there it's like just a little bit a little bit of a taste of what's to come later i loved it i thought the opening i think the opening is better than the ending but i still think the ending is good yeah, the ending was it was fine, but I uh, I agree the opening was a lot better. I gotta say, I wrote down in my notes this feels like a bleach opening. Yep, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. The other one did not. Season one, I feel like the opening and the ending did not feel like a bleach ending. It felt like your generic run of the mill anime opening and ending. These both of them felt like damn, that's a bleach ending right there. That's a bleach opening. Also, it's like that. That's some good shit. I think the ending in terms of a song, I, I remember when I uh, f- was listening to it right at the end of the episode, I was like. It was good, you know, but I don't think 
the Bleach ending I would ever listen to outside of Bleach. The opening, yes. I think the opening is a banger. But I don't think the ending I would ever listen to outside of Bleach. Yeah, I agree, I agree with that. But the, it's still good in terms of Bleach. It's just not good as in I would put it on my iPod and you know, play it in high school. You know, that sort of thing. So let's kick it off with some thoughts about episode one. Before we begin, we're doing a giveaway. I teased it last episode. I showed off all the Anime Expo merch, which we have multiple Anime Expo videos up at this point. I talked about the Bleach panel and the Bleach Boys special for Anime Expo, where we recapped all the news and all the announcements from that, which was really cool. Last special episode, if you haven't seen it. And then I put up a video talking about how I was scammed out of a fucking ticket from Rita. That video's up as well. So watch either of those. We should talk about the merch. There's all kinds of cool comments and stuff. But let me grab it here. So I figure we'll give them out in sets. So I have a whole bunch of these badges and a whole bunch of these posters here. Uh, if you guys are listening, it's the classic key visual for Core 2 and a Substitute Soul Reaper iron-on badge. If you want to win these, we're going to give them out all over the place. So I'm going to – when this video drops, I'll tweet the video. I will probably post the clip on Instagram about the video comment retweet that even better yet rethread if you want a good one oh, join threads right. thread. and follow us on threads that's the new social media if you like it heart it do any sort of interaction on our threads i will enter you in to win one and you will get either you will get a poster and a badge sent to you you get one of each so if you'd like to win it you can win one off of youtube one off of twitter one off the threads and one off of instagram so make sure you have us followed in all those places and we'll pick some people at random here it'll be open for about a week till the next episode drops and i'll pick somebody and we'll sort it out which jose and pythes um well jose has and pythes doesn't even have these yet so you'll instantly be cooler than pythes oh see boy all right episode one here we go um the very first scene is the birth of Yuha Baha. I thought it was funny because you did review it early last, yep, yep. Uh, earlier in the week, I guess. Yep. And I was just like, it's exactly what I yeah, pictured. Yeah, it's that is the anime expo scene, the very first one they showed. And they hard cut it, which is funny, right when he opens his eyes, which is when the opening would have played. Mm -hmm. That's when they cut it. That was the first clip that we got at anime expo. Um, I was tweeting about it when it was happening. I mean, it's to be expected, all the sperm and all the hands and them chanting, you, ha, ha, ha. I was like, damn, like that's beautiful, 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 beautiful. I think they knocked it out of the fucking park. I liked it even better when I was listening into my headphones, but it was good. We already talked plenty about the opening. I'm going to pass that. Um, a couple of things that I didn't mention, though. Yodoichi and Urahara present in the opening, yep. which I, I have to give a special Hanging shout out, out to. the uh, bridge. We love them. We love them. And then we go to the actual start of episode one here where we get Ichibe and Ichigo talking about how Soul Society is weak. You obviously, you know, we've heard this said a million times. The Thousand Year War made Soul Society weak and Squad Zero believes that as well. And I did like that Ichigo calls out Squad Zero. I was like, well, you guys were just watching. Ichibe hits him with the it's my job to watch yeah or he's like, our job it's our job to watch so shut the fuck up it's like no it's like you guys get a fucking come because you really do think about it if they had the yama gang fight happening and then each just came in it was like a race it was like all right well gg thank you but instead they're playing too many games trying to watch this fight be fucking perverts then we go to the Stern Ritters here, where they are in the Sealburn, which is the cathedral, which they ever yeah. so nicely subtitled on the bottom there. And we get to see our first look at the Royal Guard, which is our Valkyrie guy that I can never remember the name of. Uh, the, the big Thor dude, Jar. Okay, let's test the knowledge here. The sniper guy that I can never remember the name of. Uh, Lyle. Lidaro. Okay. Was it? We have, we have two different names that we have just I been speaking I thought his name here. was Lyle this whole time. Is it Lyle or is it Labaro? Who is it? I always called him Lily Barrow. Lily Barrow. Totally okay. It. So yeah, I think yeah. Jose was partially right. And I think, well, you're, you're 100% right, Pi. This is always, of course, we love you. 
Um, and then we see the. You too, thank you, Pythes. And then we <laughs> see the what is it? The hand of the Soul King is that the Pernita, one? Pernida, I think. Pernida. 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 So we see them three first, which I thought was very cool. And then, of course, Ugrim is up there with no cool icon on his cloak, which I thought was bullshit. I know. The boy just gets shafted yeah. over here. He gets not announced to be the successor. He gets no cool icon on his cloak, and he's just standing there like a bitch. Maybe Ugrim pissed, pissed off Yuhabaha in a later scene or, like, an earlier scene. He's like, I'm going to embarrass the fuck out of this guy. I'm just going <laughs> to fucking embarrass him. I'll have him. you up here. Yeah. But know that nothing's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. It's like everybody thinks this guy is it. I'm about to make, ruin his fucking life. Which is exactly what happens, by the way. So uh, we go on to talk about how they survived the Soul Reaper attack by hiding inside the Shotten Breich for 1,000 years. And Uryu Ishida is announced as the last surviving Quincy in the world. Which I have a question. What about Ryukin? And what about his grandpa? Obviously, the grandpa's dead at this point. But those two are both Quincy's, are they not? Yeah, but fuck them. Yeah, like, what the fuck? <laughs> I love that. You're I feel like, like Yuha Baha is one of those guys where he was probably so intensely hating on the Soul Reapers and, like, focused all of his fucking attention on the Soul Reapers, he forgot to look further than Uryu. He, he saw Uryu was like, all right, that's it. That's the last guy. That's it. It has to be the last guy. I killed everybody else. And he's like, no, actually, there's a couple of other that survived also, but one fucking got tortured by Soul Reapers after your time, and then the other is just a doctor. Mm-hmm. Just didn't bother to look. Like maybe, like, oh, if Uryu is alive, what about everybody else? And even in one of the scenes, Uryu is like, I always wondered why my mom died and not me. Well, maybe what about your, your dad? Is your dad a Stern Raider or a Quincy? Are we gonna d- double check that? Nah, fuck it. Uyu is like good enough with Uryu. Good enough. What if Ryu can yeah. wanted to be the successor? Because it's, it's friends with his son in the dark. Yeah, I think that's probably what it is. He he yeah, saw how way- cool Ichigo was with the Soul Reapers. He wanted to recruit Uryu. Yep, yep. He's like he's like yeah. that guy must be cool. The Wrong. way I always interpreted it is uh, because Uryu's mom was a half-blood, that makes Uryu a half-blood as well. And as a half-blood, he survived the Ashwalan. So it just proves that he's a bit stronger? Yeah, it proves that there's something something special about him. What, that he's a fucking mudblood or whatever the fuck is it? Mudblood? Mudblood, yeah. That, that, well, that's ridiculous. We'll go with mudblood. That's ridiculous. And it's like, so he's like, yeah, I'm going to make you the leader of all these pure born races because you're my bud. It's like, excuse me. It's like our whole thing with the mud blood. Mm, Okay. All right. You're, you're making a lot of sense here. These Harry Potter Potter references are really doing it. I read the books, bro. (laughs) So then we get, which I thought was very exciting for everybody here at this table. The Bambi scene is Uh, actually in the anime. Yeah. We talked about it previously. I'm still mad. We didn't get Rukia booty, but at least we got plenty of Bambi cleavage. Bambi scene is in the anime. The guy was blushing to be picked. I do like how she walks down. She's like, you, you're on. Yep. And they tell her that she has a bad urge to kill hotties whenever she gets pissed. That's just how she takes it out. Which, uh, Pythes, I guess you're safe then. Huh? Yep. Damn. <laughs> Sorry, Pythes. Damn. Sorry. I agree. Okay, well, it's not funny when you agree. No, it's Pythes. okay. Yeah. Pythes, you would, you would get selected. I know. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we see Basby. I like how all of the Stern Raiders are hanging out together. I didn't I, know they actually hung out. I feel like group. that was one of the things that the Espada didn't really do. They met at the table, but I think after the table, they were like 
dog eat dog like fuck everybody this one is much more of like a military uniform where they're like in the same band together you know they're in the same company and they're like yeah it's like why isn't everybody fucking pissed off meanwhile the espados be like fuck it i'm gonna go kill that guy and then they'll be like all right every man for himself yeah that sounds about right mm-hmm. uh, we'll get to that when we get to my notes Ooh, okay, okay. okay and then we get the uh basby being pissed over uriu he wants to fight Ugrim, which Ugrim actually wants to fight as well i was a, surprised yeah stop by asking so, uh, first uh, appearance, I think it's the first appearance of Askin, unless we saw him for a brief scene. They show him, like, right before that, and then Okay, all right. It. And then we get the scene, which was also shown at Anime Expo, which is Uryu and Yuhabaha basically discussing why Uryu was chosen as a successor. And this is where we get the anime-only scene of Uryu with the crosses when he was a child. That was purely anime-only, something that was added for the series. And they talk about how he's the only Quincy to ever survive the Ashwalan, and that's what we were talking about earlier. He wonders why his mother died, and he always wondered what was written in his grandpa's diary which now that i'm saying out loud uryu literally told him that his grandpa survived also fucking stupid ass yuha baha and then <laughs> uryu also uh you i guess yuha baha is talking to him and uryu is like well your words really confirm that soul reapers and quincy's can never get along and then uryu has severed all of his ties to be here to bury the soul reapers and he's granted with a shrift i don't know how you would say that but it's shrift shrift a which is the same as yuha baha which now we if this was the OG Stern renders, there'd be two fucking Ys running around and two fucking A's running around. Yup. So he needs to fucking get it all in order. What's the point of using the alphabet if you're gonna double up? So Yuha, right? He's he he was technically dead for however long, right? Sure. Yeah. Do you think at some point he absorbed he absorbed a little bit of uh you know some Bram Stoker's uh Dracula because you know he does that fucking bloodshed, makes him drink it and all that stuff. Something so like- I mean. To put this in Bleach Universe terms, Jose, I think you're asking at some point, did he absorb a little bit of blood of Jin Cardia? Um, because that is the true Dracula of the Bleach Universe. And to that answer, Jose, I would say there's a good possibility he did. Because if you remember in the Bount arc, Jin Cardia is actually based off of a Soul Reaper that actually existed. And that's how they made a lot of the modified souls, which later became to be Bounce. So there's a good chance that he could have interacted with the OG Jin Cardia. So I think you're on to something there, Jose. I knew you were a big Bount fan. There we go. You know what? I can add to that. All right, go ahead. Uh, just to further the connection, uh, what did Uryu dress up for as Halloween? Oh, my God. He Vampire. totally did. Vampire. Vampire. Yeah. yeah. The case is solved. The Bounce, probably. I mean, honestly, the Bounce had a very similar backstory to what the Quincy's did. They both got slaughtered and chased down by the Soul Reapers. So there's no reason why maybe they weren't exchanging a little bit of info at some point. They're best friends. There, there you go. go. Let's call it. They're fucking best friends. The last baby. surviving Bounce was like, here you go, guys. Yeah, and then at this point, we're halfway through the episode. Um, this, I'm going to say this guy on Twitter. I'll call him my friend on Twitter. Um, his name, I'm going to try to pronounce it, Bahamic Talwar. He translated the eye catchers. So Ooh. I don't know if you guys saw the eye catchers. There's two Ooh, of yeah. them. One is talking about the origin of Yuhaba, and then the other has all of the uh, sterminators talking about the shrift. Um, it's a long one because I don't know if you saw how much Japanese text was on that. I don't know how you were expected to read it in one second if you were watching on TV. But here we go. The first eye catcher, which has to do with Yuhabaha's birth, is titled The Child of Genesis. And it goes, the infant was born without the five senses and was unable to move. Without any means to survive, the only thing he possessed was the power to share his soul. Those who touched him were bestowed with a shared soul. Their emotional wounds, illnesses, injuries, and every affliction was healed. People treated him as a precious treasure at the same time the knowledge, abilities, and talents acquired by the people while their wounds were healing were etched into fragments of the infant's shared soul. When those individuals died, those fragments returned to him, healing him in turn. 
Having regained light, sound, and the freedom of movement, he realized that people called him by the name of the deity they worshipped. He decided to adopt that name as his own. Ah, there we go. Mm-hmm. So I a little- feel... Go ahead. I feel like I remember that being mentioned way later in the manga. So that's what I saw a little bit of discussion on for the thread of the translation, which, by the way, shout out Bahamut Talwar. Um, they were saying that that was mentioned later in the manga and that this could potentially mean one of two things. They are not going to cover it in the anime because now they basically use it as an eye catcher so they don't have to go over that stuff. Or potentially they'll add it later. You know, they, they'll go back around to to make sure because I it could potentially be this is how they're kind of getting rid of some of the lore dump I don't know we'll see because I can't imagine that this is how you're supposed to take all that information in but it is in the anime so it could potentially I'm, just be how they were getting that information across in terms of extra backstory and the, I think I remember in like early attack on Titan they would do yeah. that for how like the 3D gear worked. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah they, they would lord they dump the did. fuck out of you in attack yeah. on Titan. Every time that it came on, it was like a diagram, this is how it works, this is how it works. The like breakdown that. of it, it was where incredible. the air goes in. So, it is very likely they do a similar With thing gas. and there you are just expected to read this if you want to know like if you want to go further than what is going to be presented into the anime, you got to read these. If you care about the lore, pause. If not, don't worry about it. Yeah, exactly. 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 There it you ain't go. gonna hurt you. It ain't gonna hurt you. Then let's move to the second one, uh, Shrift. This is gonna. This says among Sternwriters, Shrift refers to the collective term for special abilities granted exclusively to the selected Quincy by Yuha Baha. By incorporating Yuha Baha's blood into their bodies, unique abilities that align with the traits of each Quincy manifest. The shrift corresponds to the initials of the name that symbolizes the special ability. There are rumors of Sternrenders like Shaz Domino who possess unique abilities even though their sh- uh, their shrifts are unknown or they were not given a shrift by Yuha Baha. This is true. That's it. That's that. That's perfect. The so I guess remind me because I don't remember. I don't know about you, Jose. Who is Shaz Domino? Uh, he's one of the guys that was attacking the uh, the twelfth division. He had those daggers. Oh, early on in the last season, right? Yeah, uh, so I don't I don't believe this dude ever comes back up again. So I'll just tell you, uh, he's a dude created by Grimmy. He's not real. Oh, okay, oh, well, that's interesting. Cool. Okay, okay. And at some point, he was just like, "Hey, Yuha, this dude's cool. Can you give him a shrift?" And he goes, "Yeah, whatever. Your shrift is Sigma or whatever." <laughs> okay, I guess that works. Yuha Baha is just an easy breezy kind of guy. That's all. Then we go back to the episode. We do Hueco Mundo, which is what I think where everybody wants to see more of, really. Hueco Mundo gang. Um, Urahara is doing some testing on one of the Quincy devices. I believe it's the uh, the Bankai ceiling yeah, devices Bankai that sealer. he's testing. And then we see Orhime and Chatter at Neagle Ruin. And Urahara is monitoring, monitoring them through something called Pero. And it's they're there to train with some sort of mysterious figure right some behind them. Some hooded, cloaked yeah, figure. This was mentioned Who in could Anime it Expo be? as well. We'll never know who, who could it's it going to be. be. Uh, he might want... be a cool guy. I'm just saying. I mean, it, he, you could see his pants. He's got some I mean, cool boots. I don't think we should take any guesses. Yeah, yeah you know, exactly. It's going to be a new character. Simple-minded people will ever be able to figure out who that possibly is. It's going to be Ganju. Hey, let's go. Hey, Ganju came out of nowhere. Or Ganryu. He's going to finally make his way into the into the anime, the full-on no, anime. No, it's Karya. It's actually Karya. Yeah, it's Karya. This is how it comes <laughs> back all around. Well, we saw Karya die on screen, unfortunately. It would have to be the other Bount, who I am currently drawing. The uh, Mohawk dude. The, he shares a name with somebody else. I'm almost leaning towards Keigo. No, no, no. Keigo's his friend. It's uh, well, we, ha- we had the meme, not my something. 
Yeah, I can't remember his name. I'm a horrible. Is it like Win or something? I don't no. know. I'm a horrible Bount fan. We'll come back to this. It'll come up, I'm sure. Um, Is it Koga? Koga. Koga. Yeah, not my it's Koga. It's Koga. There you go. Let's go. It would have to be Koga. He's the one that's right. Maybe Ron Tao died. Koga went to Wekamundo, founder of Hara, and that's where they're at. So speaking of other people that are there with Orhime and Chad, we have Donachaka and Peshe, and later we find out Nell is also there with them. I think it's hilarious that they're doing like yoga, yeah. fighting dances Just on top of each other. Just hauling ass all yeah, over the place. All over the place. Then we quickly cut over to a shirtless Ichigo. We don't stay in Wekamundo very long, which the shirtless Ichigo is the last scene. Well, this whole part was so shown in MX, but it was a very long part. Um, and this is Ichibei telling uh, Ichigo that he must surpass that of a Soul Reaper. And even if he was to train his Zanpakuto as far as he can, he still will be just a regular Soul Reaper. And so he's going to take them to a sacred place that they can't enter without the permission of the Soul King. And this is a test to see if Ichigo is worthy of surpassing that of a Soul Reaper, which I believe this whole part is anime only. Is that correct? I believe so, yeah. Because yeah. I think from the parts that we already saw, we don't see Ichigo for a really long time in the manga. But I think this is kind of giving an explanation of like, hey, where the fuck is Ichigo? Here's what Ichigo is doing while everybody's getting fucked. He's trying to surpass it of a Soul Reaper. Uh, Shunsui makes an appearance. And I'm going to make a declaration now as I get to the Shunsui parts of this episode. I am a proud Shunsui hater. I fucking hate <laughs> his guts. Okay. He fucking sucks. He really does. And he cheated in the Stark fight. It was bullshit. He was supposed to be a man of honor and not want to fight. Stark didn't want to fight. He backstabbed him. Fucking bitch. And I'll never forgive him. That being said, I really like Shun Sweet so far in Dazier Bowie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's pretty cool. I mean, are you at the part where he's he's talking to now and he goes, oh, I really hope Ichigo's yes, okay. Yes, yes. And, like, even the parts that we're going to get to later where he visits Ichigo's friends, he is legitimately a good guy. Like, I, I, I like that bit at the yeah, end there, too. Yeah, a good guy. Yeah. And just, like, he's thinking these things through and kind of crossing his eyes or crossing his T's, dotting his eyes. He's getting everything all sorted out, and he's really thinking about it, which was one of my complaints with the first invasion or, you know, the let's say the the 1.5 invasion because they already invaded and killed Sasakibe, and then they came back. Um, they could have prepared better. And this one, I feel like Shunsui at this point is thinking, he's preparing, he's doing his proper things. I like him. I like him. I think he's a good captain commander so far. Um, so Shunsui is talking to Nanao, as we mentioned, and he does make a little comment. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I need people to understand what kind of praise that is coming from Sam. <laughs> I have had arguments with him for years about Shunsui. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He so just, just he just sucks. Like I just there's no other explanation that I can give you aside from Shunsui fucking sucks, and he's not a very redeemable character. And I think to the end he is just a bum. Okay, he's the bum. And normally I like bum characters, which pisses me <laughs> off even more. But he's just like, oh, I didn't want to do this. Oh, I'm gonna get my eye shot out before I do anything. You fucking suck, Shunsui. Do something. And I like in this he's doing something. He hasn't called the captain's because, meeting yet. Because now it's his responsibility. Yeah, it's about fucking time he gets off his ass. So in the conversation with Shun Sweet and now, he mentions, <laughs> I wonder if, quote, that man is working in the best interest of the Soul Society. I assume he's talking about Ichibe. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, because he mentioned that man is very crafty and he's not sure. And that's the part where he's wondering, I hope Ichigo's doing really well, which I was like, all right, you're in a little bit of points there. And then we get something I did not think we would see ever, Shinji screen time in the anime. Shinji makes a call <laughs> to Hiyori, which 
oh my god we get to see lisa we get to see love, love. we get to see hachi we get all kinds of stuff here they're still hanging out in their old warehouse which they label as their outpost quotes they get a gift from Shinji and Mayuri, which their job is to go around and fix the real world. They are titled the, quote, fixing the fucking obnoxious rift between the world of the living and the Soul Society crew. Yep. Which mm-hmm. explains what they were all doing when they weren't there in their first invasion. They were hanging out in their little, quote, outpost, their old home where they were just having a fucking grand time. Then we go to Rukia and Renji, which I feel like they didn't do a lot of explaining on what exactly was happening here. So I'm going to toss this. It kind of backtracks a little bit after that. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. So Rukia and Renji are training holding wooden swords facing each other. Um, They're sweating. And I'm like, what the fuck is so hard about that? And Renji's like, oh, well, it's so hard to stand here and stare at you. But then we get the Ichibe kind of a little bit flashback where he says that when they first entered the room, they could barely stand. I I think I assume it's like a gravity chamber, like fucking Dragon Ball Z. It's like a spiritual pressure. More like a spiritual pressure thing. Yeah. Okay. So, and let me ask this. Is it the room that is set up to basically imitate the spiritual pressure so you can know to withstand it? Or were they getting crushed from Ichibei being close and being in Ichibei's presence? I think it's the first. It's the first. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I was a little confused on, like, what was happening. And then also I was thinking, you know, it could be construed as, like, they were just too weak to stand when he brought them here, just, like, as is. And now they're, they're getting better. They did not touch base on that at all. It's better explained in the manga. Okay. All right. So, Byakuya is recovered. They get the phone call. And Byakuya gets a special compliment of being the first to be in the hot spring for as long as he was. And I like that um, Byakuya is like, he's basically told, like, hey, don't let the power go to your head, you know, but, like, you were in there a long time. And Byakuya's like, oh, no. Like, I know how weak he's I am like, now. trust me, I am shit right yeah. now. But he's like, I need to get the power strong enough to go to my head. And I was like, damn, yeah. Byakuya. That's why he's the goat dog. Byakuya, calm, cool, collected. He does his shit. He knows what to do. He doesn't fuck around. I love Byakuya. I've always loved Byakuya. I'm like a Shunsui. Fuck that guy. So this is where we get the part with Ichibe. We already covered it. He basically invites him to go train with him in the back room, which is a little bit porn star-esque. So I don't know about that one. Here, fill out this paperwork. Tell me what you like, yeah, so what you don't like. so come to the couch over here real quick. If you just jot down your age, information, show, Make your sure, ID to the camera, show me the please. ID, yep. Ichibe seems like that kind of guy as well. <laughs> hey, let's and, get in this taxi real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, don't, yeah don't mind yeah. the GoPro set up all over. It's like, and it's cool if you don't have money. We'll figure it out later. It's all good. <laughs> so I wrote for the next part, holy shit, Ichigo's OG friends. I forgot they ever made an appearance again. I don't you remember. Forgot? Yeah, I don't remember seeing him. No, we yeah, we definitely see Keigo, Tatsuki, and what's the other one's name? Mizuiro. It's some Mizuiro? weird pronunciation. Yeah. Pronunciation. Um, Mizuiro. Mizuiro? I don't fucking know. But we see. Call him Mizuhiro. Mizuhiro. We see the three friends, the OGs, the left outs, the people who got no respect. Poor Tatsuki, which she was wasted fucking potential. Mm-hmm. She was all set up she to, been to do something. And she never gets anything. Kago, same thing. Same thing. He's clearly shown that he can fucking see these people. And here is my question, and I hope you have an answer, Pythi. Yep. Mizuhiro, how does mm-hmm. he know Shinsui? Don't know. Okay. There we go. Interesting. Interesting. Because I he said that, and I was like, what? Like, how? He's how? Like, yeah, he told him, he's like, you're, ca- you're eighth captain of the court guards, right? Captain of squad eight? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, the fuck does he know that? Which is crazy shit if he's somehow gathering information like that um but i thought that was incredible is it safe to assume that urahara probably just gave him the lowdown i'm assuming because i mean they were around when aizen was doing his shit Uh yeah i mean they saw aizen this isn't just something they can easily like move from their minds because they all have strong spiritual pressure i assume someone came through and gave them the lowdown of what happened 
Okay. We'll assume off screen somebody gave him a little pep talk and was like, yeah, that guy over there, Captain Squad 8. And he's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. No problem. I have good memory. But Shunsui approaches them to tell them that they need to say goodbye to Ichigo. And Shunsui is basically worried about – he informs them that he's in a very special place even within the Soul Society and he's training currently and he's there to protect the Soul Society. And everybody's like, oh, cool, awesome, you know. But then he says, but I am just worried with what kind of power Ichigo is going to come back with. And depending on the power he does come back with, it might affect the world of the living too much. And because of that, he might not be able to let him come back. And that's the point when all the friends start freaking out. And – this is where I love Shunsui because I was like, that is such a bro move to even go out of your way to let him know. That. Just like, let him know your hey, your best friend might not come back from this normal. Yeah, they touched back on it in a second that we're going to talk about where how small of a chance it is. But he didn't need to. He could have kept doing his own thing. But he went out of his way, head captain, okay, went to the real world and was like, hey, I know you guys are close to Ichigo. There's a small chance that like if he becomes like, let's say, who knows, because like too powerful, whatever that we can't let him come back. Like, even if we put the 20% restriction on him, it's going to be too much. And they freak out. Like, what the fuck is your problem? How could you say that? And this is where he goes on a little bit further. And uh, once again, Mizuhiro just comes in with all the fucking correct questions. And he's like, well, what's the likelihood of that actually happening? He's like, it's a one in 10,000 chance. But if something like that happened and I kept you guys in the dark, that wouldn't be doing right by Ichigo, even if it's that small of a chance. Damn, what a bro. Yes. And then he gives them a soul pass, which if they use the soul pass, they can come visit Ichigo whenever they want. I thought that was super cool. I was like, what a nice cool. guy. So cool. And that's why I'm just saying it was such a good conversation. I liked seeing all of the OG friends again. Shunsui handled it so well. He wasn't an asshole about it. I like that they, Shunsui didn't like let him beat him up or something. But he was like, hey, I just like want to do you guys the courtesy of saying there's a small chance. So please say bye to each go. And if it does happen, you guys are welcome to come visit. Yeah. I was like, that is fucking cool. Just a class act all the way from Shunsui. Asterisk. Scroll down the rest of the page. I still fucking hate him. But <laughs> <laughs> class act, dog. I'll never forgive him for what he did to start. Now, here's the question. Yeah. Was this mercy or did he just give them those passes so they can go grind more orbs for him in BBS? Nah. <laughs> interesting, interesting, interesting. We'll never know. Maybe when Hellark comes out, we'll find him. I hope, one of my hopes and dreams for Hellark, and I don't think it's going to happen. I think we're too far gone. I wish Totsky would be redeemed in some way. I think she is like the biggest waste of potential that we've seen in Bleach. I mean, she got a huge ever. push originally yeah. and then was mentioned multiple times after yeah. that during what the Wekobundo arc. It's, and then it's just almost like she got forgotten. And I'm sure that happens when you're judging. When, I mean, you're, I mean, when he's got like so many characters, 70 characters, like just the soul society has so many characters introduced all at once. Then he introduced a whole basically counterpart of Wekomundo all the same part. They didn't kill all of them off. A lot of them are still alive. And then he's doing it a third time with the Stern Ritters and all the Quincy's. And it's got so many characters for each side, a whole fucking alphabet where it's just like, that is exhausting. Imagine juggling, and you have to get in a writer's mind like Kubo, where he has to remember the personalities, what they would think in this situation, how they would handle this for every single one of those characters. That is exhausting. Okay, so here's some lore. Uh, originally, the Substitute Soul Reaper arc was going to last a lot longer and cover all of Ichigo's friends. But uh, his editor told him, speed that shit up, get the Soul Reapers, go to Soul Society now. <laughs> I mean... It makes sense. It was a little repetitive for Which a while. I have to say, yeah. I made a tweet a while back because I feel like, and I will say it on the podcast, the full bring these, whatever that fucking, our substitute Soul Reaper arc, whatever that fucking thing was called, was too long. Okay? It was too long. 
and I think people are looking back at it with rose tinted glasses. And I see a lot of it on the social medias that people are like, yeah, I don't know why everybody was so mad about the full bringer because it was so good. It wasn't. It wasn't so good. It sucked. It was slow. All of the characters were not interesting except for Genjo and Tsukushima. I don't know why we like any of the other characters. They're just fucking rehashes of all the ones that we already have. They did not need to be necessary. Waste of time. It could have been super quick, one and done. I felt like it ruined the ending of the anime. Garbage. But I think he should be allowed to do what he wants to do. I don't think Kubo should have been rushed to go through that. But, but... The Soul Reapers are where it's at. Okay, that's why we won't fucking get in this anime. Ichigo's cool and all that stuff, but or he and Chad. Bleh. Sam, <laughs> yes, when I say substitute arc, I mean the beginning of the series. Okay, that arc's great. <laughs> that arc is great, great. But 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 I got <laughs> criticism of that too. And Jose can back me up on this because his girlfriend couldn't even make it through that part. Yeah, she got tired of how repetitive it was. Like, oh, Hollow appears, go kill it. Hollow appears, go kill it. Hollow appears, go kill it. Which, I mean, that is his job. But it's not very compelling. No, uh, I have heard from a lot of people that it's just hard for them to get past that. But once they get into Soul Society, it just takes off running. And they're like, yeah, I'm all in 100%. So as much as I would have liked to see all of Ichigo's friends get some time, I think speeding up to the Rukia rescue arc was the right call. I agree with that. Mm. Yeah, 100%. but that's what happened. They all they were all gonna have screen time. Maybe they were gonna join the cast, but no. Time. I mean, I feel go. like they all got a decent amount. It's just that Totsky was kind of more profound and a little bit more fleshed out than Keiko was. And well, stuff. like even in some of the arcs, like when Totsky like confronts Ichigo and stuff like that, like she was set up to be something, you know, like she was on top of it, like she was figuring shit out, you know, and she just and even like they stalk her hard at certain parts, and it's yeah. like nothing comes from it. Nothing comes from it. They, there's no payoff there. I remember back in the day when uh, Ichigo and the gang go off to Wikimundo and you see Totsuki and all the squad were watching and they're confronted by Urahara. Everybody thought, oh, they're going to get some crazy training and mm-hmm. show up later to fight Aizen. Never nope. happened. And instead, we got Karakura Riser, baby. I was about to say. One of the yeah. greatest fillers <laughs> to ever bless Bleach. So, I mean, it wasn't all not a payoff, but the people working on the anime were like, hey, that thing that didn't pay off in the manga, we got you, boys. We got you. We get to see, uh, what's her face? Uh, no, well, what's the chick that's in love with uh, Orihime? The little short redhead? That's a deep one for Yuzu- me, dog. I ain't fucking no, no way not I know that name. I, I think it's Chizuru. Chizuru, thank you. I think, Damn, I think you're right. Yeah, it Pikes. is Chizuru. Okay. That's impressive, dog. Yeah, I just remember, I'm like, what a random-ass character to have, yeah. and then just gone afterwards. And she's like the love-love god or something like that, where yeah. it fills up, she goes ape shit. Yeah, she's great. That was a great little arc, 10 out of 10. So we go back to Wekomundo, and um, that's this is when we get the reveal that Nell is also there, because for whatever reason, they only showed Don Chaka and Peche at first. And we get the world's most boring conversation ever, Bless Bleach, uh, that is they're thinking about how peaceful it is in Wekomundo, and they wish it was always like that. Fucking yuck. Um, and then... <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed. I saw it. But two people show up outside of Urahara's tent. Yeah. Pythes? Yeah, I wonder I wonder who these uh <laughs> you're like hmm. now, this Question. might be related to a rant that I just had. But yeah. why the fuck are we bringing them back? What the fuck are they going to do? Uh they're going to save the day later. Fucking boring snooze. I'd rather die than get saved by either of them. <laughs> <laughs> I forget who it is. It's um Raruka, Raruka and, and uh, it the kid, is right? Yukio, the guy yeah, that has yeah. the video game powers. Which 
from the little that I know, Yukio at least is very relevant in Can't Fear on World Crack. Yes. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, for the for this arc, they set up base in the Valley of Screams. Mm, oh, that's okay. where that's at. I, yeah, I believe when uh, Rirukura sets up her room, they're in the Valley of Screams, and that's how they get into the uh, the palace later. Interesting. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, interesting, interesting. That's what canonizes it, so it comes back and can't figure your own world. That makes a lot of sense, yeah. And that's when we get Ganryu. He's making his grand return. So they show up outside of Urahara's tent because, you know, la di la di da I guess. And then we go back to the Serate where we get some of those beautiful fucking CG, like zooming through the fucking town, zipping through. Oh, I know. Fucking it's gorgeous. Um, we get the announcement that the Serate is gone. Oh, my goodness. Nobody knows what happens. The whole fucking bubble part of it, the whole thing as a whole disappears, which they show outside of the bubble is just like a fucking nice grassy plain. Is that accurate? I always remember it being like a shitty desert. Same. Just, that's that's what I thought it was because it's like uh, even when Ichigo that, tried to come in through there, because that's where the Rukon was. Yeah, maybe they astroturfed it since we last saw. It. You know, they went around through a bunch of seeds out there in the desert. They they're, really, they're like, let's make it look nice yeah, for once. They really, up to, let's up the property value outside. We'll start getting some houses out there, even though they're not in the bubble. It'll still, you know, we put a house really cheap outside of the bubble of the Serate. Some people buy it. Yo, know, all those people in Rukon district fucking kick them out the bubble. Exactly. They did an attack go. on Titan situation in the making, just a, you know, thousands and thousands more years down. You know, move close. You get to hang out with Jidambo. They, there I you mean, go. What more can you ask for? Jidambo's the boy. He might attack the research and development department every once in a while. But yeah, he was brainwashed. He didn't know. He didn't know. Come on. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't his fault. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. I can't, I can't slander Jidambo. We do love Jidambo. So it gets replaced with, I'm going to assume, is the Schlotten Brack or whatever the fuck that we talked about earlier. Is that correct, Pythes? I can't remember. That's making me laugh. Because <laughs> it's how would you pronounce this word? This is how I spelled it in my notes. B e r e i c h. How would you pronounce that? Bright. Bracht. Oh, bracht. Well, where's the T coming at the end? Pike these bracht. I don't know. I just watch a lot of German movies. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sure. We'll add a T on the end of it. The Schotten Brack. So then we uh, get a conversation between Ugrim and, well, really, Ugrim is not a part of it. He's just standing there, as always. He's like a fucking gimp, now that I think about Ugrim. <laughs> He's it's like the gimp. guy that's just washing you in the <laughs> fucking corner, and that's how he gets off, dog. He just likes being next to the action, this fucking guy. So they ask uh, Uryu what the Kaiser... Kazan? 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 He's talking about the song. Kazan? The, the song is? Yeah. And he says, yeah, of course I know it. And, you know, we've fucking heard this a bajillion gazillion times if you've been online anywhere you've seen people repeating this fucking until the end of time but the confined quincy king regains his pulse after 900 years his mind after 90 yeah 90 years goddamn i was having a stroke and his strength after nine years and then he says that there's more to that song and he basically repeats the whole fucking thing again because why would you not do that and he but this time he ends narcissist and the world in nine days so interesting we saw it i think at the whole thing at the start of this series and we had the first season they did the whole actual song yeah right at the beginning first like, thing the first thing we ever saw was them say that yeah there you go. so not that much of a twist or a surprise to all of us but i guess that's cool and then here's an interesting point the stern riddles are shown basically all walking together in like a big ass group which is not something that we would have seen in the wekamundo arc by the way these spotters were all spread out all over the fucking place they wouldn't be packing up survival like of the fittest for them now what if i throw this to you guys that happens. Surprise, Shinji Bankai. Boom. War's over. <laughs> oh, Game my God. Game done. It, and he's just Actually, instantly. yes. 100%. <laughs> yeah, that would have been hilarious. Because, like, that's one of the things, too, where I feel like, you know, I, I don't know. I want to say war theory, but I don't know if that's a thing. Why would you gather up? Because those are, like, your strong troops, right? 
none of the basic bitches were behind them. Those are your boys. They're all in one spot. What if you just fucking nuke the fuck out of them? It's like, or they get jumped. It's like, why would you gather them up like that? That's horrible. At least in the first invasion, they all came in in different spots. As for, from what I saw, they weren't actively out in the field. They were walking to go to go to the assault. This was just a shot to look cool. Well, the shots look cool. looks really stupid when you're going to war. I tell you what. <laughs> so, so you get Shinji to jump right in, and it's fucking game over, dude. Instantly game over. Which, speaking of, Shinji's not one of the war potentials, huh? Nope. No. I feel like in terms of a grand war, Shinji could potentially be a war potential. I could see it, but I mean. Because I feel like if you think about it right, here's what I'm thinking. Imagine with me 300, all right? The 300 Spartan troops were able to defeat a fuck ton by funneling them through a little cavern, like where they had to fight them head on. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, now, Shinji, you put him at a precise point such as that by himself. Nobody's getting through. Nobody's getting through. If you try to put your whole army through this point where Shinji's at, Bankai, boom, done. Everybody except for, I guess, suppose one would survive. Is that how Bankai works? Does one person always survive at the end? It just depends on how well that one person fights. Okay. So, I mean, he could slim it down hard, you know? And it's like, all you got to do, like, let's say, put him right next to the research and development department. Like, that one little, you make one little canal. I'm thinking also, like, Guild Arts from Fairy Tale, where the whole city oh my God, just moves and adjusts. And goes into one hallway. Boom. Funnel it at the end. Who's that at the end of the hallway? It's motherfucking Shinji just standing there. And he you, does Bankai. Cue music. Yeah, yeah. And he just does Bankai. Boom. Instantly kills everybody except for one grunt. And that's how Can't you everybody fly? We put a roof on the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> Can't Bambi make the roof explode? Yeah. No, because they wouldn't know what's happening until it's too late. This was a surprise attack. Yeah, a surprise attack by Shinji. <laughs> Shinji was just yeah. on alert the whole time. Yeah. They're like, it's yes. happening. Go, cue it. And they instantly hit the button. And they cue the like, tunnel. They, Shinji, you did nothing in the first invasion. You're going to sit right here until they come back. We know they're coming back. They announced they're coming back. You're going to sit your ass right here. And then also, also, here's another question. They basically transport the Soul Society out and switch it with their little castle or whatever. Um, what happened if you were inside? Like the research and development department, they were fine. So how does that work? I thought I've seen it more of as like an overlapping layers, not quite completely replacing it. So they like basically they took the Soul Society, they took the castle, and they just went like Copy your paste. kid with Legos, just bah, bah, bah. and then the, whatever was on top of the other thing is now one building that's just a fucking whore. Yeah, basically. Okay, well that seems stupid. So <laughs> later on, you'll see squad, like Squad Four is kind of fine. Okay, of course that that's awfully yeah. lucky that all of the healers are fine in there. That's that's good. <sighs> Gotta protect Isane. Yeah, I guess so. Whatever. Um, on to the next part. So I am um, actually, you know what? That is the last part actually of the episode. Yeah, I'm um, like, oh. we go on to the ending, and that's where we find out that episode fourteen is titled "The Last Nine Days," which I really like. I thought that was fantastic. Um, and I had a couple notes on the ending where I just said the ending is good. Wouldn't listen to it again though. That's what that's what I put for the ending. So you're like, okay, one yeah. and done. Gonna skip yeah. every single time. Yeah. Opening, fantastic. Lots of things to see for my eyeballs there. Um, the opening, no thank you. Or the ending, no thank you. No thank you. Just it was that. okay. That's all. That's all it is. It's okay. And then we get one of the end quotes, the little poem thingies, where it says, "Freezing ice created from synergy quells the impatience of his burning blade," and that is the end of the episode. That was a good episode. It was a great it was first episode. A fantastic first episode. Really good. And I feel like 
the sound design that they've been doing for the Stern Raiders, I think is fucking fantastic. Like the scene where they were having Yuha Baha and he was addressing his whole army. I felt like that was a war scene. Yeah, right? it the, was really well the done. The soundtrack was great. And they were like, you know, salute Yuha Baha. And like they're fucking doing the trumpets and stuff. I was yep. like, that is so good. What's his name? Shiro? Yeah, I saw an interview about... um is Shiro the guy that does the music? Yeah. Um, about him and what about somebody who works closely with the Bleach anime? I can't remember any of the names. Unfortunately, I'm a horrible host. Um, but they were talking about how Shiro will basically he just creates whatever he wants in terms of music, mm-hmm. and then he sends it over. Ah, oh. like, okay. They're <laughs> like, like, we like this. Well, the Quincy March song yeah. is fucking yeah. fantastic. They just know like he's fucking incredible what he does. So it's like a lot of times he just makes fucking music and he sends it over. And like, they here don't you go, guys. ask for it. They don't say anything. But like, we can fit that in. We can fit that in and they just go for it because everything he creates is fucking good. I mean, it's just fantastic. From the start, we get like the horns immediately. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, what a better marching sound. You hear that in marching music right away. Yeah. That and like drums and everything. It was super good. And it's like the first episode had very movie quality like aspects to me. And yeah, I felt I like, agree. damn, I agree like, with this all is that, that good shit. Like this is how you know it's gonna be fire and then i like that cg scene of when they're replacing the soul society with whatever the fuck stern Ritter castle is um amazing that yeah, was so usually cool. you don't like cg in anime no usually i'm a big hater on cg in anime big big hater but that but it was, looked beautiful yeah looked beautiful was smooth a lot of times my big complaints is that they put cg in there and then they cut the frame rate to make it look more anime air quotes and it just looks fucking atrocious every single time that they do that it's like oh well that's how the frame rate is in anime no just keep it fast yeah it's stupid um but they did an incredible job on this one i think all the way across the board the first episode was fucking amazing and i'm looking forward to see like we talked about a couple episodes ago what the big um like I, the pillar the tent pole fights are going to be i believe is what the correct terminology is for like what are going to be you know the things that hold this season up. What's going to be the temple fight? Yeah. Like, cause I think the obvious one, just judging by how little they've shown of it is going to be that Kenpachi versus Grammy fight. I think I, I, I agree. I think it's going to be I that. I think one. they have shown so little of anything Kenpachi that that is going to be a fucking hit. When his return with now knowing his sword's name and everything is yeah. going to be fucking insane. Yeah. It's going to be fucking dope. Um, I tweeted about this and I forgot to mention it last time. I had a really funny story at the Anime Expo um, panel. So Katie, my girlfriend, she has only seen the Soul Society Rescue arc mm-hmm. and nothing else. She is one of, <laughs> one of those people. Uh, I mean, her favorite characters are Chad yes. and Zeraki. Yeah. Yeah. Pisces, I think he knows already. Um, yep. So he, um, she's only seen that. And then she got, you know. And I relate to this because sometimes when I was doing One Piece a lot, sometimes you finish an arc and then it starts up another arc immediately. It's like, ooh, man, we're doing the same thing over again. Which, like, same thing is like building up new characters. You're going to go through trials and tribulation where sometimes you need a little break. Um, And that's where she was at. She's like, okay, like, I loved it, loved it all the way through, but like, don't want to start another one again. So that's where she stopped. And we were in the panel, and the whole time she was just watching all of the trailers. She was listening to everything that was said. Zoraki Kampachi was not mentioned a single time. Yeah, not mentioned yeah, a single fucking all. time. We get to that panel. She turns to me with these puppy eyes. Is Zoraki dead? <laughs> <laughs> just like, I'm like, no. And she's like, are you lying? Are you lying? Because he wasn't in any of those. And I was like, well, they only showed clips. Well, why wasn't he in any of them? And I'm like, oh, I mean, fuck, you got like 30 goddamn I, I love her just questioning it. And she's like, I'm going to Google it. I'm like, don't Google it. Just like, you know, just enjoy, go and like, enjoy it, it afterwards. And so she Googles it and she Googles, is Kenpachi alive? And the first little, you know how like Google will do the drop down answers to the questions? Yeah. The first one that pops up is uh, asking like, is Kenpachi dead or something like that? And the answer is a wiki about how Zoraki Kenpachi defeated the previous Kenpachi. She read that Zoraki oh, Kenpachi yeah. died. 
<laughs> and she was oh. like, I knew it. I knew it. And I was She's like, like, you lied to me. I had to tell her he's not dead. Like, he's, he's fine. She still doesn't believe me. Uh, and she's like, I'm going to ask Jose. It's like, I don't know. Jose didn't didn't tell you about the eyes and twists. Did not tell you about the eyes I didn't want to break yeah. her heart at the time. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious that she's like, oh, my God, the only captain that was cool yeah. and doing stuff, he's dead now. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So Let's she was wait, very like- heartbroken by the lack of Zoraki Kenpachi. So she will like season two a lot. If she ever gets done watching fucking True Blood on God. So <laughs> uh, anything else by the you got any notes that we missed on the, the first episode? Oh, yeah. I got a couple notes. All right. Hit it. First thing I wrote was, man, Sam was not kidding about the sperm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had the I same thought. You, I was, I was it's, like, a weird, it's a weird inclusion. Uh, then I wrote, all those hands reminded me of the Undertaker's WrestleMania entrance. Can't relate. Don't watch WrestleMania. Which Jose? one? Uh, the one where he's walking out and there's a bunch of shadow hands grasping up from the ground. Oh, okay, yes. That's one of the earlier ones. Uh, I think he was fighting Brock Lesnar that year. Oh, I can't, uh, remember. I can't remember the year, but yes, I, I, I agree with you. So here's my note on the opening. Uh, when Yuha was on that helicopter, I started laughing my ass off because it reminded me of Seto Kaiba declaring battle. Yes! yes! Oh, my totally, God! Totally, I was, totally. I was like, someone else has to make this connection. I also thought of Transformers for some reason. Okay. I, Interesting. Mainly I because that, the scene where, uh, there, was it, uh, Sam is supposed to hand over the cube to the people on the on the helicopter. And I'm uh, like, oh, there's two people there. Yeah, <laughs> It'd yeah. be funny if it gets shot down. I laughed so hard I cried. <laughs> <laughs> it and it is almost I, identical to that Kaiba scene. That is yeah, a great point. Yeah. Watch and then I just a wrote, dual disc. I wrote Basby B Ballin. I know. I saw that. I was, I was like, yo. Okay. All right. And then I maybe it's because I was writing the, writing the notes and kind of not really paying attention. But uh, when he said, everybody raise your crosses, nobody did anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did see you that. Heard you, us, yeah, they, you heard it, but sh- I'm like, okay, where are the crosses at? Yeah, no, they were like, yeah, it's going to cost a little much to animate everybody raising their hands like that. So we'll just, you know, forget it. Don't worry about it. There's a shot in the manga of them doing that. Yeah, two, two, the budget was not there for that scene. Okay, you're going to have to use it elsewhere. Crosses, yeah. They had to use it for that sick ass transition. They had yep. to use it for the sick ass opening, is what they had to use all the money for. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, so Yuha's speech to Uryu is uh, anime only. Mm, okay, because, the whole okay. the whole thing. Okay, not not the whole thing, but just when he goes, "Do you wonder why you survived the Ashwalan?" He says a little bit, then he says, "Come with me," and then Uryu kind of talking to him after that is just anime only. Mm, okay, all right. I just wrote, "Hell yeah!" Asking is my boy. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm, we... I'm, I'm so excited. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, I remember yeah, liking him a lot. Yeah, he's pretty funny. And I speaking of sound effects, the sound on his little death ball sounds so you. good. I was like, "Whoa, yeah. what the fuck? It's all bubbly and yeah, shit." Yeah, it was yeah. like distorted. It was it yeah. was that is some weird sound design on those effects. I cannot wait for that fight. Yeah, it's going to be sick. It's going to be really I just sick. need to hear and the Sarah thing. Long fight. Yeah. I feel like we saw asking for fucking ever in the manga. I think it was multiple ch- uh chapters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Yeah, he fought Urahara, Yuruichi, Yuruichi's brother, Grimjow, and I think someone else. Oh, he fought Ichigo for a bit. Yeah, yeah he does yeah, fight Ichigo yeah. for a little bit. As he was in it a fuck ton. All right, so when you were talking about all the Stern Raiders hanging out, them being pissed off just happened in a random hallway in the manga. Hmm. And the Bambis weren't there. That scene with Bambietta happened after the hallway scene. 
Because she walks by and then grabs one of the, like, he's almost posted as a guard, isn't he? Yeah, she just grabs some dude and then that thing happens. Mm, okay. Well, I like this change way more because I feel like there's a lot of parallels that happen between the Espada and the Stern Raiders. So I like the distinction where, like, the Espadas were kind of, you know, because, like, hollows. They were kind of like animals, you know, where it's like they – some of them formed little packs. For the most part, it was fucking dog eat dog. Like, we're going to the fucking top. We're going to be the apex predator. And I like that this one, they're obviously humans, so they actually interact and have, like, a little hangout room. I like this change a lot. Yeah, it, it, it makes me feel more like a unit. I thought we'd spend more time with them, but, you know, we're going right to the invasion. Uh, oh, let's see. In the manga, Orihime had poisoned Chad with a bad potato. Okay. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Classic Orihime yeah. cooking. Uh, and it is here that they meet Grimjow. Like, this is where we get the reveal? Uh, no, no, but no, there's the... a mysterious person. Oh. Who yeah, could this be? Because the reveal is way later when they meet Ichigo back up again. Yeah, but they don't know who it is yet. Interesting. Okay, so we never... Did we... Because we, even in the manga, we got the original tease, though. Somebody being outside of the Urahara tent, right? I'm pretty sure you see his abs. Okay. Yeah, you, uh, okay, I'm pretty sure. Let's see. Uh, so I can't I wasn't really paying attention. I was still writing my notes when they were communicating. Did they show what they were communicating through? No, they did not. They just referred to it as the Pero or the Pero, whatever the fuck it was. That's what I was wondering. I don't know what the fuck that is. OK, are you familiar with Dragon Quest? Nope. I know of now Dragon you, Quest. I don't know anything about it. Uh, do you know what the slime is? It's it looks like a little blue raindrop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's basically that with a smiley face and it has wings, and that's what's projecting the screen. Okay, that's cool. Oh, okay. Uh, and this is just something someone mentioned on Twitter. When Rukia and Renji are staring down and they're screaming, someone says, oh, that's what their O faces look like. <laughs> there you go. That's how <laughs> lovely, Ichiko was born lovely. or created. That's how they knew they were in love. Uh, they cut a scene from the manga with Ichigo's family. Did it's, they? Uh, yeah. Uh, Yuzu is preparing dinner. And uh, Ishin's like, yeah, I'll come down after I get rid of this annoying patient. And Karin's like, I'll be there after I beat this boss. And then that's it. So they do show one scene of them. and I They forget- show them. Yeah. But it's yeah. not. They don't show the whole actual thing, but they do show them having dinner together. Yeah. Let's see. They cut the scene where Rinji and Rukia are remembering uh, Sinjumaro measuring them for the uniforms. Okay. I mean, she and doesn't she really do anything else, right? That's cute, though. Yeah, she doesn't. Uh, they, so we missed the part where she threatens to cut off Rinji's penis. <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote, Kago's a bro. He's about to throw hands. Cause yeah. yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah he was. He All said, of Ichigo's OG friends are like, they ride or die, but they barely fucking see Ichigo. So. Like, it is impulsive. Yeah. It's, it's, it's impulsive. It, you, shouldn't hurt, you shouldn't shoot the messenger, but still, he's mad for his friend. And I appreciated yeah. that. Which he's not mad about it either. He's like, all right, yeah, fair, fair. Fair. He he like if he had to take one on the chin, he'd take it. Yep. All right, so uh when he gave them the soul tickets, do you remember what he was actually giving them soul tickets for, where that would take them? No. Uh so do you remember at the very beginning of the thousand of uh Can't Fear Your Own World, uh who becomes the new Soul King? Oh my God! Okay, Yuhabaha. Yep. Uh, yep. So, and they mentioned, well, we might have had to shove Ichigo in there if shit went really bad. Mm. So this isn't. Uh, oh, Ichigo might have to stay in Soul Society because when they die, they could just see him again. He was giving them tickets in case Ichigo had to go be the new Soul King. 
Jesus, that's dark. Wow. That's dark to think about. Yeah. That's almost like an attack on Titan. Like uh, That's a hard twist there. Like when mm-hmm. who's who's the girl that does the kicks in Attack on Titan when she crystallized? Annie. Annie, Annie and Armin would go and visit Annie all the time. That's yeah, almost that, the been that. that they were in. Ichigo would never be able to move. Except Ichigo's deformed course is fucking stretched all over the fucking little crystal thing. Ugh, ugh. Yeah, so that would have been super fucked up. Then, you know, we see Riruka and uh, Yukio. Hate them both. And uh, the Kaiser Gisang is just translation to the King's Hymn. Hmm, okay. Okay, that's cool. And, uh, and Kaiser is just the word for Caesar. Oh, so it's basically king. Yeah. Oh. Well, Caesar was a name. Well, I thought Caesar was also a title for a king. Uh, it became the title after a bunch of dudes named Caesar or emperor for that long. 12 of them to be exact yeah the 12 Caesars. and they were like yeah we're just gonna call the new guy caesar even if he's not a caesar damn didn't know i'd be learning history on this podcast okay you're talking to me <laughs> this is true <laughs> the lore dump the lore yeah. master please uh, refer to them right sorry title. sorry do you do you uh let's see how long do you got you want to go on the history of the 12 caesars i got i got all night <laughs> uh maybe maybe another episode you know it's all right and, yeah and that's all my notes Oh, okay. Oh, that nice. So bad. That was so we pretty quick. much covered everything that we need to do. I did not see. They don't do previews for the next episode. They only show the title. Mm-hmm. So we don't really know. Could be anything that's going in the next episode. Um, it's, it's obviously. Gonna gonna, yeah, it's going it's to be full invasion stuff. So it's going to be a fucking good episode. I don't know if we will see Ichigo again before he makes his full on appearance. I don't think so. I think we're going to skip Ichigo for like an episode or two and then probably bounce back and forth. You think only an episode or two? I think so. I think so. Okay. I think longer. Longer? What if we see him just now and then right at the end, like Sam said, when he's invading or not invading, but shows up for Soul Society? Well, first off, I said that. Yeah. You said that's that. Sorry, yeah. sorry. I, I said the Ichigo <laughs> fight was going to be the end. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think I think we will see him maybe like three quarters of the way through. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah that, that, that's a good idea. Anything past half. Because there is a shot where they're like, by the way, the invasion's already happened. Uh, you need to get going. And so Ichigo is on the way, but then more fights still go. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we won't see him for a long time. Is that all that means? You know, halfway through is like six or seven weeks from now. I was I was skipping through my book, and this is one of those three-in-ones. And uh, you see him at the beginning, and then it's just fights, fights, fights. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's going to be fucking good. The bread and butter. That's going to be real good. So it's... I feel like this season is gonna be super actiony, super super actiony. Yeah, absolutely. Next season, yeah, a little less actiony. Yeah, this will probably be the most action of all four seasons. How far in between Rukia, Rinji, and Byakuya returning do we get Ichigo then after? I feel like it's not too long after. Not too long. They still have to do the Zoraki fight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's gonna be the big fight of the season. Like, period. I think the Zraki fight is going to take up a lot. At least, I would say, a two-episoder, for sure. Yeah, I agree, because they, they went through a lot of uh, Unahana's fight with him, too, real quick. Yeah. I mean, he cut space itself. Yeah. yeah. So it could be so a quick one. You know, fuck it. You could cut space in the budget and in the film. Just send it. <sighs> I don't think there's anything else um, that I can think of on top of this. We have a couple of stuff, like... To look forward to like we mentioned last episode the soul king's name being mentioned um we gotta it's like gonna be like bingo just keep keep it's looking for that, and see if that comes up. um 
Maybe we'll get a backstory. I don't know if we've ever had backstory onto what or who the Soul King is, Pythes. Yeah, but that's Can't Free Your Own World spoilers. Okay. Okay. But they've, for another time, I would then. say, you know, they've set up a couple of things for Can't Free Your Own World. So yep. I could see them potentially putting that in here. I'd be down for that. This is deep lore. I I'm okay with that. That would be cool. Maybe they'll do it as one of the fucking title cards right in the middle. So since that's how they're like, <laughs> yeah, they're just going to write dumps. it off. Just throw it right fucking in there, and then we'll just talk about it later. Anyways, killer fucking first episode. I think we covered it. Let us know in the comments, tweeted us, whatever it is, what you guys thought of episode one. I've seen nothing but positive things about it so far. I hope it stays that way all the way through. I mean, I think I don't think we'll get any truly negative responses to Bleach until it's been a little bit because Bleach is so um, hype right now. Yeah, hype, and I was going to say the It Show. It's the It Show right now. Oh, it's 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 like that. Cu- it's a comeback story yeah. right now. And we have this and Jujutsu Kaisen going on at the same time. Which Dude, I, think I heard fucking, nobody talking about Jujutsu Kaisen. Hey, let me talk about it right now. Fantastic. The animation is insane. Mappa's killing is it, it. So it's setting up uh, Shibuya, right? Yeah. So there's only going to be five episodes of this um, arc, like and it's going to be a 24-episoder. Like uh, oh, my God. And it's only five Holy of them. Shit. Only five of them is going to be the flashback that's happening. With the and Gojo the, flashback, right? Shibuya. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so excited yeah. for that. It's oh my god. Fucking good. I read that and I I did yeah. not put I did not put my phone down. Really, I was just really, I read really the whole good. thing. I was like I'm not going to yeah. spoil it. Which I am an anime only, so I have no idea what's happening, but you're getting me excited. Which dare I say, I think the Shibuya arc is better than the Invasion arc in Bleach. That's your blood word. So <laughs> Mm-hmm. On a bleach podcast, yeah, Sam? I'll say it, dog. I'll say it. I think Pythes is listen, is it's gnarly, and I think I can say that because Kubo and I don't know how you pronounce his name. I'm going to say Gigi as the author of Jujutsu Kaisen. They're buddies, IRL. All right, they're buddies. They respect each other, so I can say compliments to that one. All right, I'll watch it when it's done. There you go. I mean, if you binge watch <laughs> it, it's going to be a ten out of ten. Experience. Yeah, I'm going to wait till it's all done. I guarantee. Yeah, I've, I've read it, so I know what's going to happen. But I'm going to see if I'd I rather... get, get my girlfriend to do that because uh, she wants to watch it week to week. But the episodes go so fast. Yeah, exactly. Like, so fast. It's you just got... it's hard to remember some yeah. little bits of it, yeah. and then they do drop a lot of knowledge throughout that whole yeah. arc. There's some anime that I think are really good, like week to week. I would argue Bleach is really good week to week. I have a good time watching Bleach week to week because I feel like the pacing in Bleach. This is going to be a weird um, comparison. It's almost Game of Thrones-esque right now where we jump to a lot of different characters in a lot of different spots and we're basically following these different storylines as they're converging into the big Westeros arc. Yeah, I agree Um, with that. So I think that is a good watch. And Bleach is something where there is such a big community online where watching it week to week is almost like a must, you know, or else you're going to get it spoiled. You're gonna exactly. Be yeah. You're going to be left out where something like Jujutsu Kaisen does have a big following is super popular, but I feel like you could get away with not having it spoiled and waiting for it to be done. I mean, that's what I do with Demon Slayer. Yeah. I, I literally waited and I binge watched it over two days. Yeah. I am a 99.9% of the time a binge watcher. That's how I like to enjoy my anime. I like to let Same. it finish and I binge watch it because one, my memory's horrible. Two, I like to watch it on my time and I like to be able to like, hey, if that was a banger episode, I want to see what happens next. Exactly. Boom. Enjoy it. Yeah. Which sometimes it sucks with the way seasonal anime is, you know, you got to wait a fucking year when you get done with it. But that's just the nature of the beast at that point. It's good. It's really, really good. And this Bleach season so far, obviously only episode one. But I think if all the episodes are going to be like episode one, I think we have a lot to look forward to. Except for me. All right. I think that's good. Don't forget, guys, we are giving away these posters. Jose, you hold up a poster. I'm going to hold up a badge. We're giving away sets so you can win a poster and a badge. These are Anime Expo exclusives. They're probably giving away at Comic-Con if you're going to go. So, I mean, if you're going to Comic-Con, 
Fuck you. Um, <laughs> if you want to win them, make sure you guys like, subscribe, and leave a comment on this video. We also have another chance to win them if you follow us on Twitter, you follow us on Threads, and then I'm going to go ahead and make an Instagram post with, um, I forgot to do it for the last episode, but I'll post all of my Bleach-related pictures from Anime Expo. Go ahead and leave a comment on there, and we will pick a winner from each platform. We'll hand them out to you guys. Thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will catch you guys next week for episode two. To my knowledge, there's no delays. There's not going to be any breaks, so it should be 13 weeks straight of Bleach. That was your World War II. So we will see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.